Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you up out of from humble hearts. We come saying thank you for this day that you made. We thank you for life having spirit. We thank you for the blessings that you are richly bestowed upon us. Fathers, now as we open your word, open our minds, our hearts, and our spirit. Let us hear what the Spirit has to church. Let it manifest in that spirit that we may replicate it and duplicate it in our lives, that you will get the glory and the honor for it. And we praise you for these blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Good evening. God bless you. I want to come on tonight and just encourage your heart. I'm breaking away from the sins of trust God, but at the same time, it's a reflection of how we trust God no matter what. It seems like no matter how we feel and no matter how despondent we feel that everybody else is feeling going like life is going on well, but yet it seems like we're not progressing. In fact, it seems like we are degressing and it's causing us to be stagnated and agitated and frustrated. But tonight, I just came over here to encourage your hearts as well as encourage my ass at the same time. Because I think sometimes we as believers of Jesus Christ, we get so caught up and so gone whore, want to build everybody else and be there for everybody else. But sometimes we forget. We need to be there for our own selves as well as we need somebody to be there for us. We need somebody else to encourage us. We need somebody else to pray for us. We need somebody to intercede for us. Some need to hold us accountable, if I may say so. Uh, and the scripture I want to go to tonight is several different scriptures, but I'm going to focus on one. And, and please, again, excuse me for my congestion. This has been like this all week, and we've been trying to take medicine to get over it, but we, we, we believe God for our healing. And I want to go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if, there, if any comfort of love, if any of fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercy, fulfill ye my joy, that ye may be like-minded, having the same love, being on one accord, and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of the mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. I want to use for a thought just for a little bit, if you allow me to, uh, simple. Lord, make me more like you. Lord, make me more like you. Uh, I stated in my opening statement that we always are there for everybody else. We're always encouraging, have a word uplifting to encourage and uplift everybody else. But the question I propose tonight is, what do you do when you need a word or you need to be uplifted? You need to be encouraged. You need to be strengthened. What? Who do you turn to besides going to the Lord? Because we're going to do that regardless. Who can you vent to? Who can you pour out to that you may be poured back into? Because in this day and time, it seems like everybody's about themselves. Everybody can point out what somebody else is not doing rather than point out what they are doing. Well, I know I'm living holy. I know I'm saved. I know I'm sanctified. I don't mistreat nobody. 
And I want you to stop and really re-examine that statements for a moment. You know, you say, you know, you sanctified. You know, you feel with God, precious gift of the Holy Ghost. But do you treat everybody the same, really? Do you encourage everybody? Or do you badmouth some people call you mad at them or call they hurt you? Are you still saying negative things about them? But you said you forgave them. Are you mistreating some people more so than others? Are you there for other people's, but not those that's close around you? Because I've been I've made my mistakes and I can talk about me and I can't talk about no else. I've made plenty of mistakes in my in my marriage, in my uh ministry. I made some mistakes. God knows I made and there's some I wish to God. If I could go back in time, if I could rewind the clock, that hand, I will go back and I will do a whole lot of things differently so my life outcome will be a whole lot better than what they are. Because people don't know the story or the struggle that you're facing. They don't know all the things that you're going through. You got a lot of people say, I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost feel, and I hear put bad mouth on other people because people hurt them. But I understand you got to be careful what you do because the Bible declares what's a man soweth. That shall he also reap. It doesn't mean that just because you bad mouth somebody else because they hurt you, that that's what's going to happen. No, yours is going through sickness. Yours is going through financial frustration. Your children will walk away from you. Any, all kinds of things. It doesn't always come back the same. So we ask God to make us more like him so we don't have to be like everybody else. We don't have to talk like everybody else. We don't have to respond like everybody else. And don't get me wrong when I understand what I'm going to say because I'll be in my flesh for a minute. There are some times God knows you just want to lay your hands on some people because they really do some dumb stuff that just agitate you in the flesh as well as your spirit, man. Your spirit, man, say just pray for them, but in your flesh, you're like, well, if I could just lay my hands on them one good time, I think that I can knock the devil out of them. Ah, but Lord, make me more like you. Why do I say, Lord, make me more like you? Because I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. And him when I say, I'm really learning more and more every day with my walk with him. Everybody's not going to respond to you the way you respond to them. Everybody's not going to love you the way you love them. Everybody's not going to treat you the way you treat them. In fact, if you allow me to speak, beloved, they're going to mistreat you. They're going to misuse you. They're going to abuse you. They're going to do everything in the power to take advantage of you and, and come around and go, turn around and look in your face with a big smile and say, you know, I love you. But, Lord, we ask you every day. Make me more like you. Why do I need to be more like him? I'm glad you asked that question. Let me help you. Because if you go to the text for a moment, I'm not going to be long. I'm going to give about eight, ten more minutes. I'm going to be eight to ten more minutes. I'm going to be done. But I want to go to the scripture real quick. Because Paul talks about this. And he said, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit in any bowels of mercies lord i want to be like you i want to have that consolation of christ i want to be when people see me i want them to see christ when they hear me i want them to hear christ when they see me saying i want them to hear christ when they hear me preach i want them to hear christ when they see me prophesy and see me do demonstrate the fruits of the spirit i want them to see 
nobody but Christ. So God, I'm asking you to make me more like Christ. And in the process of you making me more, I know I got to go through some things to be like Christ. I know I got to put on the whole armor of God. I know I got to put on the breastplate. I even know that I'm going to cry myself to sleep a lot of nights because my feelings going to get hurt. And I'm going to ask you, God, why do you allow people to do what they do to me? And I don't treat them this way. And that's all because you ask him to be more like him. Because if you go back to the texts in the Genesis from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see the testimonies, the evidence of how people was mistreating Jesus. And it wasn't his the sinners, it wasn't the Samaritans, it wasn't the uh, the uh, Gentiles, it was his own people, it was his family, it was the folks around him that supposed to be just like him, that's one that was coming against him, those are the ones that was talking bad about him, those are the ones that found fault with every time he performed a miracle, they had a question, they had trick questions that they tried to entrap him with, and they could not find no fault with him, but yet they still lied on him. What are we doing today? We're doing exactly the same thing that was done back then. The Bible even declares there's nothing new under the sun. That means what was done then is being done right now. But when are we going to change the, the, the narrative of that? When are we going to start being different? When are we really going to simplify the fruits of the Spirit? When are we really going to put the show that, that Jesus Christ is alive? We're not here to get over you, but we're here to make your lives better from the worst. We're here to help you be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We're here to help you walk with Christ. We're here to strengthen your walk with Him, to strengthen your faith with Him. Because and if there be any consolation in Christ, if there's any comfort of love, if there's any comfort of love, then the comfort of love means simply that I don't care how you mistreat me, I don't care how bad you talk about me, I don't care how bad you scandalize my name, I'm going to love you because of in spite of, excuse me, and not because of, because if I love you because of, that means I ain't got to love you no more when I get mad at you. And that's what we've been doing. Soon as somebody made me mad, we stop loving them. But when you have the love of Christ on the inside of you, and it shows up on the outside, you love people despite their condition, despite what they've done to you. You love them in spite of all of that, because the Bible declares love covers a multitude of sins. So what that means is, my beloved, that it's time, if I want to be more like Christ, I got to love you where you're at. Meaning that I got to understand what's going on in your life is causing you to respond the way you are to be. So I got to find a way to, through Jesus Christ to help you overcome so we can reconnect by any consolation in Christ Jesus. We can have any comfort of love. We can comfort one another instead of fighting with one another. We can love each other genuinely and godly, and there's no condemnation. There's no failing business. There's no hanky-panky. There's no well, ma'am, thank you, ma'am. But I love you because I love Jesus Christ. And because Jesus Christ loved me so much, he sacrificed his life for me. I'm going to love you the same way. I just mentioned previously that I made a lot of mistakes in ministry as well in my form of marriage. One of my biggest mistakes is that I was always trying to help everybody else with their bills because that's what I felt we need to do in ministry that, you know, we have to show them the crap, crap is a cover, cover, poor mouth, be there, even though sometimes I neglected my home. 
I wasn't making that much. My ex-wife made three times more than I did. And therefore, being the head, I was not really the head because I, as she looked, I was not being the provider. Even though God always made a way for us by being a blessing to somebody else, he was making provision for us. But my mistake was I really did consult with her like I should have. Because me being the man, okay, I'm the man, I should be able to do this. It ain't gonna be no, I should have to give an account. Wrong. I was wrong for my thinking. And I was wrong for my actions. I made mistakes. So I want to help you, my beloved, my brothers and my sisters today, that is there any, therefore, be any consolation in Christ, if there be a comfort of love, and if there be any fellowship of the Spirit, if there be any bowels and mercies, understand when you mess up, Ask for forgive. They may they may say they forgive you, but they really don't. It's okay. But the most important, this is why I'm making this point to you. You got to be able to forgive yourself. You got to be able to love yourself. You got to understand no matter what, God loves you. And he knew you was gonna make mistakes. That's why he's put this, he had Apostle Paul write this. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if there be any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if there you got the Holy Ghost, there gotta be a fellowship with the Spirit. I mean, you pray, you fast, you communing, you meditating, but you're loving people through the Spirit. People ought to see Christ in you no matter what. You, and I'm not telling you to walk around with a smile on your face when you're going through all this because maybe that's a lie. I tried it. That's why I can tell you it's a lie. A lot of days you ain't gonna walk around with a smile on your face. You gonna smile on the outside, but you crying on the inside because you ain't got nobody to talk to. You got nobody that really to listen to you. So all the person you got is Jesus Christ, and that's great if I did. But sometimes you want somebody in your face that you really can just talk to, admit to. That's why I say you got to have. In the love, in the fellowship of the spirit, if any bounds of mercy, you got to be able to love people where they're at. You got to show compassion. You got to have bounds of mercy. You got to be understanding because a lot of times what they're doing is they have no control over it. And you got to be able to see it, have that gift of discernment. Speaking of that, that's, a, that's that fellowship of the spirit, having that discernment being able to see through your spiritual eyes okay he needs me she needs me he needs a word of comfort he need she need to be encouraged she need to be uplifted i need to pray for her i just need to lay them before the lord and pray for god whatever they're going through i declare i decree in the name of jesus they shall be loose from these bugs right now everything that's tormented shall be cast out and sent back to the pits of hell in the name of jesus we need people like that just to intercede for us and not try to get in our business all the time just because somebody asks you to pray for them does not give you the right to ask what the specific request is. They just ask for a prayer. You'll say, okay, I can pray for you. And I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to intercede for you. Whatever it is, we're going to believe God for the best outcome through his will. We're going to believe God. He's going to work it out for you. We're going to believe God's going to turn it around for you. We believe God's going to prepare a way for you to escape. Whatever that bondage is, whatever that trial is, you shall be victorious in the name of Jesus Christ. Just pray for somebody. Stop trying to be some business, but they know everybody's business. Let me close. I'll pick this up again. Then he paused, so Paul goes on to the church of Philippi and he says, fulfill ye my joy. Please make me happy. You want to know what's going to make me happy? This will make me happy. 
that you be like-minded, having the same love, being a one accord and a one mind. Let everybody, you start a start a chain. We do a prayer chain. So we stop doing it. I don't know why we stop. We need to go back to do a prayer chain. We go back to a random character. I hate this. You know what? If you go to the grocery store, some a kid or a lady say, she get my one item. Pay for the one little item. And let the chain begin. Let's be one-minded. For fear, you want to know what, what's going to make Christ happy? This will do it. But we will go out and reach out and do one thing for one person. And let's say, now, now that next time, you pass it on. You may not be able to do it right now, but do it later. But bless somebody else like I'm blessing you. Help somebody out. If somebody got broke down there out of gas, don't be a stranger. Help them out. Don't pass them out on the highway. You don't know what God's got stuff for you. that be your blessing when you got to pass by. Because if you take the time and be a blessing, help somebody with some gas. If you help change their tire or whatever, I know we got some crazy people out here. Hear me. I understand we got some weirdos out there. I understand that. But it's called a gift of deserving. Pray. God, who can I be a blessing to? We always say, Lord, I just want to bless somebody. You have somebody that's still there, they have enough to pay. There was a few cents. There was a couple dollars shot of what they needed to get what they needed. You had it. You should have been a blessing right there. That was your opportunity to show that you're more like Christ Jesus, that you should have blessed them. So that seed and tell their lives. Because, again, you don't know what everybody's going through. You don't know their struggles. You don't know their ups and their downs. That could be their last meal for their family. You do just don't know. But the heights of kindness, the heights of love can make a difference. And as I close, the hear writer says, I was sinking deeply in sin, far from the peaceful shores, safely deeply within, sinking to rise no more. But the voice of Jesus occurred and lifted me up and said, it was love that lifted me. Love. When nothing else would help, it was love. So Paul said, fulfill ye my joy by doing this being like-minded, being in one mind and one accord. When we come together, hear me when I say this, when we come together and we start loving on each other like we're supposed to, we start praying for each other, the world will see the real true love of Jesus Christ. Because I said this previously in a couple of other segments, the world does not reverence the church anymore because the church doesn't reverence the church the church is lost and lost its lust of power. We can find fault and condemnation for everything else, but we have forgot how to love people where they're at. We forgot how to show them how Christ can heal, save, and redeem. We forgot to show people that Christ is a restorer. He's a redemptor. He's restored. He knows how to put you back in your rightful place. But what happened to that matter of fact? What happened to us having terrorist service and calling on the name of Jesus? What happened to us lifting one another? What happened to those joyous testimonies? We're so bombarded, chaotic with the world that we don't even testify the goodness of the Lord no more. We're like, we don't got a shame of it. But I declare and I challenge you tonight to go back and start telling somebody about the goodness of Jesus, what he did for your life. Then you got to show all your personal details. But you say, oh, oh. What he's done for me. Oh, 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 how he set me free. I shall never forget what he done for me. When you start encouraging one another, that's how you know you're more like Jesus Christ. By doing a love chain. I for you, you for me. Hezekiah Walker said it best. I pray for you. 
you pray for me. We all part of God's family. I need you to survive and you need me to survive. I pray I said something tonight to encourage your heart that would uplift you, give you something to think about, food for thought, really. Is that a hooping, scratching your head, want to feel good? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Run around the house and shout at dance, speaking tongues. But to get you to mind, go back and search the scripture for yourself. Read the text again. Ask God, make me more like you. Lord, we bless you. We praise you. We give you glory. And we thank you for your word. Now, Father, let it reverence in our life. Let us sleep on it today, God. And show us, open our deserving so we can be more like you. Show us how to help somebody in their time of need. Let us be a blessing that we may be blessed. And God, we will give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless.